The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite feature, you can get tickets in two taps. A two-tap checkout. That's efficiency. That's how you're supposed to do it in the NBA. Two taps gets you tickets, gets you checked out, and you're ready to go to the game every single time. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download GameTime and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding. On the Athletic Podcast Network. Oh, man. I'm eternally grateful to be here. Be back home in front of you guys with my teammates. On behalf of us. Oh, man. I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. I appreciate you guys. And I look forward to you guys supporting us all season. Let's go Nets. Uh, everybody thinks it's kind of end of us. That's just not smart. Uh-huh. I can't even put into words my level of disgust, frustration, and beyond. Toronto, Canada, we brought it home, baby! Good morning, welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We just had our first full night of NBA basketball in the 2019-2020 season. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Wasney Lambre of The Athletic. Rob Lopez making the computers pute, as they say. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, they're trying to take the reigning, reigning MVP out of Milwaukee. The Denver-Portland rivalry is kicking, and we have rookie debuts all around the league. But first, Waz. How do we feel about your Boston Celtics? Sixers 107, Celtics 93 in Philadelphia. Ooh, boy, was Kemba Walker had a tough one. He had a tough one. As someone as someone said to me on Twitter, I wish I, I had the name of it right now, but someone said to me on Twitter, uh, somehow Terry Rozier ended up both in Boston and Charlotte because <laughs> Kemba went – the, the Bronx Terry Rozier, as they call him, went 12 points, 4 of 18, shooting 2 assists, was just eaten alive by rookie Matisse Taboul. I think that's how you say his name. Like, just a man, the Celtics. You know, Gordon Hayward had a good game, Was He had 25 points. Jason Tatum shot a lot. Jalen Brown had some foul trouble. But Kemba, not Kemba. Yeah, I th- you know, I mostly think the Celtics are going to be fine. I don't think they're in the class of Milwaukee or uh, Philly, obviously, as was shown tonight. Um, and, you know, they, they have room. They have so much room to improve because what's important, Zach, is that they locked in Jalen Brown. Clearly, they're going to take care of Tatum when the time comes. Kemba's locked in. Like, this is who they're going to be for the foreseeable future. And so they can go about molding this team into, you know, whatever the version of that is core and nucleus is right so they got a lot of work to do as far as working that in it's not like last year where it's like we're doing half Kyrie show and half placating the guys that had a huger role the year before now it's just like no no no. this is you guys' show you guys are going to be here for the foreseeable future um and so you know I think that's a lot of what was going on tonight another thing man I know Gordy dropped 25 points you know, he had, he, had, he had an efficient 25, you know, got to the line 11 times. I'm not going to lie. I mostly attribute that to rust on Philly's end. Just a lot of senseless and wasteful fouling on their part. 
Um, if 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 I'm being honest, when I see, Gordy just doesn't seem like a threat to the defense anymore. Even when he's coming off of the screens, back in his Utah days, if the guy was on his hip, it didn't matter. Like he would explode into whatever he was doing. He would explode into a you know a sort of fade away from nine feet if he didn't go all the way to the basket, or he'd explode to the basket or he'd make a play. He just doesn't feel explosive anymore. He just doesn't like when he comes off when he turns the corner on the screen. The defense is fine. They they don't feel threatened. They don't feel like they're in disadvantageous position. He just lacked pop to me, man. And I think, you know, if you're a Boston fan, you should be mostly concerned about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you how you move that contract too if that's how he looks and that's how he's viewed right like that's got you got to hope someone's kind of desperate there um but maybe the real story of this you know not to you know we took a couple of shots at boston there the real story is that's sixers defense you yeah. mentioned some, some of the senseless fouls but like this is what we envisioned right mm-hmm. when they put this big ass starting lineup together ben simmons was dominant 24 points nine assists eight rebounds did not take a three was he didn't take a three are we only- sure i thought i saw him he took a long two though it took a long two, but okay. yeah, not a, not a three. Two of five okay. from the free throw line, eleven to sixteen from the field. Um, you know, he was big. Joel Embiid had a nice game. Uh, uh, you know, Tobias Harris, Al Horford, all like Josh Richardson. Everyone. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you. My bad. I thought you were talking about Joel. I'm like Joel. I know I saw Joel. Oh no, 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 no. Joel was Joel. Oh, Joel you, put him up. Yeah, Joel. You're put being him up. funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but but this is what we this is what we envision. Like this is. This is the Sixers. It's just like, go ahead and score. Like, our offense is going to look ugly at times, and it looked yes, ugly at times in this looks, game. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, against almost every team in this league, they can just make it ugly. Yeah, I love that. I love the pressure that they put on the backboard. Um, our colleague Jared Weiss tweeted, both of these teams have basically, have, and I'm paraphrasing, had no idea what their offense is yet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was just plainly obvious. And of course, it's game one. It's to be expected. But Philly's physicality, it's what pretty much everybody expected going in um, was incredible. And of course, same as always, Joel Embiid's plus minus tonight was just incredible. When he's on the floor, they're just a, a, a problem to deal with. Yeah, they really are. 36 free throw attempts, too, by the way. Just, I mean, just physically dominant, just beating guys up. Celtics shot 36.7% from the field, 269 from three. Uh, the bench was just, there's nothing there. Marcus Smart, there's nothing there. Like, um, And really, you know, this rookie, Matisse, was just, you know, he had a couple fouls early, but this guy... This guy's a bull defensively. I taught you not to not to name drop wise, but I did talk to Al Horford last week on the radio. And oh, he told okay. me he told me to, to look out for this Matisse guy. That's the guy that's that's impressed so far. Game one. He wasn't lying to me. Al Hor- all I know about Al Horford uh, was is that he does not lie to me on the radio. Well, that's fantastic. Seeing as you guys only spoke one time, I will note. A couple of things. My buddy Nate Jones, who is actually a rep of um, Matisse, oh, we, oh, yeah, wow, yeah, we, we, really we going name drop for name drop right, right now. Um, he he been put me on and said this guy was the real deal, and it wasn't. This is not something Nate does where he just um, says great things about his clients left and right. He mentioned that he was the real deal, and then you know there was the added bonus that the kid's Haitian, so of course he's great. Of course, yeah, of course. All right, was well, the other big game of the night, the Minnesota Timberwolves. 127, Brooklyn Nets, 126 in overtime in Brooklyn. What like what a crazy game this was. Kyrie Irving, 50 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, zero turnovers in his Brooklyn Nets debut. 
They get the loss, right? They get the loss. Most points in a debut with a new team. Most points in a Nets debut in season opener. The only player in NBA history to put up 50 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, and zero turnovers in a game. But he does get the loss. He had a had a game-winning shot in overtime. Josh Okogie is is on him. Uh, he does this weird. He kind of falls while spinning, almost like an and one move. Yeah, almost like an NBA street move. Managed to get the ball up and got a good shot off, and I was convinced it was going in. But, man, Kyrie Irving put on a show in a loss. Uh, I will note that the move you're talking about, I think it was from that Nike commercial with all the dribbling, yep. and it was like yep. making a rap yeah, freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's what was, that was from. But, yeah, Kyrie was Kyrie was the best of himself tonight. Um, you know, and I like that the, the Brooklyn Nets guys, the young guys who – Unlike the, the the Boston guys of last year who, you know, they got a taste of the playoffs and they got a taste of handling the rock. It was like, no, Kyrie is the best player on this team. We need to let this guy cook. And, and he had and he had a he had a good team. Like he was getting guys involved and, and they course. had a good they had a great team third quarter. They were down 18. They got they went on a 37 to 20 third quarter to get back in the game and make it a game. But it, it wasn't just him doing everything, even though he had 50. Like it, it was a good team game. Even at the end of regulation, you saw he had that pick and roll and he hit Allen. Boom. You yeah, know, he got absolutely. he got hit. He got hit, didn't make the free throws. But like I said it last year, even in the midst of all that turmoil in Boston, if you watch the games, Kyrie's floor game has like if you watch Kyrie from his rookie second season or even the first year LeBron was over there to now as far as finding guys and being a willing passer, he's improved exponentially at that. And I thought he was excellent tonight. On the other end, for the winning team, Carl Anthony Towns, 36 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, three steals, seven of 11 from deep. Uh, he was great defensively, aside from a, a couple of miscues, and, and they let go of the rope a little bit in the third quarter. Cat was dominant. Like, that is exactly what Gerson mm-hmm. Rosas envisions for Cat uh, and what he wants him to do. And obviously, he's not going to put up those numbers every night, but it's that type of effort on both ends. Like, Cat was a superstar in this game. Yeah, Towns was ridiculously dominant. Obviously, we love the firing up 11 three-pointer shit. Fire up some more because his touch is so feathery. Yeah. He doesn't need a lot of time to get it off, too. He doesn't need any lift. It's a set shot. Like, right. Should, yeah. it's so, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like He's barely getting off of the ground, and because he's so tall, like it's tough to contest. I love what he's doing with that. Um, as far as Wiggins, you know, a lot of people are going to complain about the night that he had. I, you know, I'm I'm like you, Zach. I tend to usually see the positive in Wiggins more so than I see the negative. I'm always glass half full with him. I just love that he was attacking. Yeah, mo- was most of his rel- shots relentlessly. Yeah, most of his shots were in the paint and at the rim, right? Like he took three bad mid range jumpers, um, contested mid range jumpers in the third quarter uh, when they were kind of letting go of things when things were going awry. Uh, he he missed all of his three pointers. Missed four three pointers. He had t- 21 points on 27 shots. Had eight rebounds, five offensive rebounds, but a lot of that came on one possession. Um, but they stuck with him. He, they ran a lot of pick and roll in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter and, and overtime with him. He got downhill. He scored against Jared Allen time after time after time uh, at the rim. He had big buckets. Like, look, he didn't have a good game, but you're seeing a lot of slander on, on Twitter. Like, we can make the jokes, but like, he actually kind of helped them win that game when he almost helped them lose that game. So, you know, you take the good with the bad with that. You uh, have Rob- to. And yeah. because the pressure that he's putting on the rim, there's few players in the NBA who could do that from his position because right. he's so athletic. So when he's get when he's got his running start on the dribble and he can just lift, 
Like, you know, the touch is getting better. It's touch and go, no pun intended. But I just love the fact that he's attacking relentlessly. I hope this is the mentality that he takes all season and he's able to yield some free throw attempts out of it. Yeah, only two free throw attempts in this game. Uh, 20 for Karis LeVert, 14 for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench, 15 and 9 for Robert Covington. By the way, Josh Akogi on Kyrie at the end of the game. Carried John Krasinski at the athletic. That was Robert Covington's idea, and Ryan Saunders went with it. All right, Waz, let's get into the news that you need to know for Thursday. According to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Giannis Antetokounmpo told a Harvard professor back in the spring that if the Bucks underperform and make it a tough decision on whether or not to stick around, he is eligible for a five-year max of over $250 million. Waz, we knew this, right? We did, but the the drama king in me shouts to K-Slay. Warning, um, warning, 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 warning. The drama king is in the building. The drama king is in the building. The drama king in me, I, I, did, I just love spinning this forward, right? What's the, 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 we can key in on the word underperform. Right. You know, go ahead and win another 60 games this year and then get your brains beat in. In five games by the Sixers in the conference finals, is That's that an underperformance? Yeah, absolutely. It's got to. It's got to mean at this point. <laughs> after last year, man, it's got to mean like you get to the finals minimum. Yep. Right. And yep. it might. It might even mean for him at this point. Look, if I'm going to stick around, like I need a championship. Yeah, and and the thing is. You know, I, I love that he's being transparent. It's like, I'm t- I don't want to underachieve. And, and you know what I love about this the most, Zach, is that because it's Giannis saying it and there's no player in the N- NBA whose work ethic can be questioned as little as Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. Like, the, the guy is a maniac about working hard. You know he's going to put everything on the line to try to win a championship. So it's not going to be for a lack of trying on his part. So... You know, <laughs> you got to wonder was, look, I understand the move, but they didn't want to pay the tax and they didn't want to match any offer sheet for Malcolm Brogdon. Speak right? on it. Right? They felt they were good with George Hill and they felt they were good with Eric Bledsoe. Look, I don't know if I want to pay Malcolm Brogdon $22 million, but I do know if Giannis wanted me to, and we, and we don't know one way or another, but if Giannis wanted me to, I'd do it. And so that like little moves like that are going to factor in. They got a first round pick out of it. Cool. But is that first round pick going to keep Giannis around? Like I, I, you know, it's too early to get into this stuff. And I get it. Bucks fans are already mad about this that we're talking, but whatever, like that's the game, right? To that's me, what happens. To me, you know why to me it's so short-sighted and scared money don't make none. You at least two of those seasons are going to be with Giannis. So automatically it's worth it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like it, it's worth it for the simple fact that two of those years guaranteed will have Giannis as part of it. And you're going to be a contending Eastern conference, not even Eastern conference. We can just straight stay straight up NBA team, right? You know, with that core. So I don't know why you cheap out on that. Even if you say, Oh, I got to eat two yeah. bad ones on the back. And of course it's not my money, whatever, but I thought it was a bullshit move from the start. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge's contract has been fully guaranteed, according to his agent, for next season. It was only $7 million guaranteed. This will be now $24 million guaranteed. Draymond Green told ESPN on a podcast that the suspension over Kevin Durant and that argument they had last year was very difficult. He said, I started to tell myself in my mind, 
wow, Bob Myers is flipping on me. Uh, and it just felt like, wow, okay, is this not the guy I've known for all these years? Is he turning on me? And I started to tell myself all these things. And then everybody's like, oh my God, the Warriors sided with Kevin Durant. That was the hardest thing for me because a lot of people don't understand me. Bob does. We still doing this? Well, yeah, move on. Just okay. move on. All right. Then how, about, then how about this? Uh, you were an <laughs> asshole in the moment and you were unapologetic in the moment. Miss me, bro. But how about this was a day after Steve Kerr says that Clay Thompson is not coming back this year. Uh, by the way, they're leaving the door open in case Clay Thompson comes back this year. <laughs> why did we need this clarification? <laughs> you know why? Was This is why. Because he said it the other day. He said it the other day in order to tamper like expectations about the Warriors because they look like trash in the preseason and the Warriors are a little worried. But then it causes a little panic. So you got to you got to play the PR move of, well, I mean, you know, he might come back. If he's healthy. Of course, he'll come back. I was just kind of guessing, guesstimating based on what I know about ACL injuries. It so just I, I, I don't like if, you know, 10 months or six months from now, whatever it is. Um, this, the, 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 the Warriors come out and say, yo, Clay's looking pretty good to come back. Who's going to be mad that Steve Kerr said this back in October? Nobody. All right, Waz, let's get into the rest of the games from Wednesday night, an 11 game slate. We've gone over two of them. We've got nine more to go. Maybe the other game of the night was, as we all expected, Hornets 126, Bulls 125 in Charlotte, Terry Rozier's debut. Awful. Seven points on 10 shots, six assists, four turnovers. Uh, the story in this game, one, Devontae Graham. He was the real point guard for the Hornets, 23 points, eight assists off the bench. Two, rookie P.J. Washington. He made 38 three-pointers in 72 games at the University of Kentucky. In game one of the NBA, he hit seven of them. Seven <laughs> of 11 from three, 27 points, nine of 17 from the field. Hornets set a franchise record with 23 made three-pointers. Larry Markkinen for the Bulls had 35.17 assists. Kobe White with 17 and seven in his debut. Thad Young had 17 off the bench. Zach Levine, 16 points on 17 shots. Pistons, 119. Pacers, 110 in Indianapolis. No Blake Griffin. He's out for a week or so. Didn't matter. Dominant fourth quarter for the Pistons. Andre Drummond. 32 points, 23 rebounds, four blocks, three steals. He did this 30, 24, and three thing uh, back in 2018. Before that, hadn't been done since David Robinson in 1992. Luke Kennard, 30 off the bench on 13 shots. Derrick Rose had 18 points, nine assists off the bench in his Pistons debut. Malcolm Brogdon, man, the Bucks wouldn't pay. 22 points, 11 assists. DeMontis Sabonis, the, uh, the contract extension, 27 points and 13 rebounds, 25 and nine from Miles Turner. Magic 94, Cavs 85 in Orlando. Darius Garland makes his debut for the Cavs. Not so hot. Eight points, nine shots, five assists. Vucevic had uh, 21 points and nine rebounds for the Your Magic. Boy. My guy, man, my magic. I picked him this year. Make the you know first round. Uh, Evan Fournier re- regained his jumper that he lost last year. 16 points. Markel Fultz, man, started 4-4 in this game. Finished with 12 points on 6-12 shooting. Uh, was 0-3 from 3, but had 6 assists. 3 turnovers off the bench. Punched a dunk. Was great attack in the rim. I'm, I'm happy to see Markel Fultz. Was. Like, I'm, I want to see that success story. Uh, it's nice the- to see him playing with a little confidence, too. Exactly. And by the way, in case you were, the Cavs are still the Cavs. They still really suck. Uh, Kevin Love had 11 points, 18 rebounds. So 
Heat 120, Grizzlies 101 in Miami. The Ja Morant debut, 14 points, four rebounds, four assists, six turnovers, six to 12 from the field. The Tyler Hero debut for the Heat, 14 points on six of 14 shooting. He had eight rebounds. No Jimmy Butler in this game, a late scratch. Kendrick Nunn started for him, had 24 points in the start. He hounded Morant for most of the night. Derek Jones Jr., activated airplane mode. He punched one on Jonas Valanciunas that was just so much fun. Turnovers too. Dragic for Jones Jr. Hammered it down over the top of Jonas Valanciunas. 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists for Justice Winslow. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 17 for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies were 5 of 32 from deep. Jay Crowder was if I, if I ask you to guess, can he shoot again? Is he a good shooter? What do you think happened? Of course not. No, two of nine from three. Still can't shoot. He still, he never could shoot. He had one semi-decent shooting season in Boston, and they started calling him a three and D guy. Yeah, he was the best value in the league. He was was the best best value in the league. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because he was getting paid $7 million. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, man, this is the best contract in the history of the NBA. And it's just like, no, he can't shoot, fam. Nuggets 108, Blazers 100 in Portland. Game 7 revenge from that second round series was Nikola Jokic carried the Nuggets in the fourth, finished with 20 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists. Jamal Murray with a bit of a rough one, 14 points on 14 shots. Uh, Blazers couldn't get stops in the fourth. Damian Lillard had 32, but CJ McCollum just 12 points on 18 shots. Son Whiteside did have a nice game, 16 points, 19 rebounds in his Blazers debut. Defended Jokic actually pretty well for most of this game. Had a couple of blocks. The, the Blazers, 18 of 32 from downtown in this game. Uh, just too many turnovers for both teams. 38 combined turnovers for both teams. Both had 19 uh, in this in this opening debut. Mavericks 108, Wizards 100 in Dallas. The Kristaps Porzingis Mavs debut went pretty successful. 23 points on 7 to 16 from the field. Had four rebounds. Punctuated that game with a lob from Jalen Brunson. Nice little one-handed dunk there. Luka Doncic still good. 33 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Did have six turnovers, but efficient. 12 to 19 from the field. Justin Jackson and Dorian Finney-Smith had 10 off the bench. Bradley Beal 19 points. But he was ejected with the Wizards down seven, about a minute, 10 to go. Uh, Wizards outscored the Mavs by 15 in the fourth to make it look closer than it was. Rui Hachimura, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 25 minutes in his debut. Waz, I think I don't want to talk about the Wizards anymore this year. You good with that? Oh, I'm completely fine with that. Okay. Your Knicks, 111, Spurs 120 <laughs> in San Antonio. R.J. Barrett had a nice debut, man. 21 points, 9 of 13 from the field, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. I believe he's the youngest player in NBA history to score 20 in a game. Julius Randle, uh, 25 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals. He got banged up at the end of that game. Marcus Morris led the Knicks with 26 points. DeJounte Murray is back. He was fantastic in this game. Great in the fourth quarter. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals in the game. Marcus Aldridge with 22. DeMar DeRozan with 13. Bryn Forbes had 20. Jazz 100. Thunder 95 in Salt Lake City. Chris Paul, 22 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists in his Thunder debut. Mike Conley. Woo! A rough one, five points, one of 16 shooting, five assists, but he still had defenders on still him in the impact. clutch. Still still made an impact. Donovan Mitchell completely opened up uh, for Donovan Mitchell. He was incredible. 32 points, 14 of them in the fourth quarter. He was 14 to 22 from the field, 12 rebounds, five offensive boards. Bogdanovich had 16 for the Jazz. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 26 points on 10 of 23 shooting. Gallo had 21 for the Thunder. Thunder missed 10 free throws in this game. Jazz shot just 6 of 24 from deep, and the Thunder scored just 12 points in the first quarter. And then the last game of the night, 
Suns 124, Kings 95 in Phoenix. What happened? What happened? The Suns outscored them 44 to 20 to start the second half. Uh, the Kings had 36 points in the second half. Not good, especially not good when you factor in that the Suns had 38 in the fourth quarter alone, 22 and 10 for Devin Booker, Ricky Rubio with 11 points, 11 assists, and four steals, 29 for Kelly Oubre, or 21 and 9 for Kelly Oubre, 18 and 11 with four blocks for DeAndre Ayton. Buddy Hill to 28 for the Kings. Kings had 26 turnovers. Not the way you want to start this out. Let's go to the lines of the night was. Uh, Kyrie Irving, 50 points, eight rebounds, seven assists, no turnovers, but did get the loss. As I mentioned, Cat, 36, 14, three, three, and three in the win. Doncic had 34 and nine in the win. Larry Markkinen, 35 and 17 in the loss. Andre Drummond, 32 points, 23 rebounds, four blocks, three steals. Donovan Mitchell had 32 points, 12 rebounds. Who gets your line of the night? Despite of Mitchell, um, despite the craziness of Carl Towns and Kyrie, those were incredible performances by both of those dudes who were bona fide superstars. But I think Donovan Mitchell is on his way to joining them in that rarefied air. And it's not just efficiency with which he scored. He was the fulcrum of the offense in winning time. The offense ran through him and he made it happen each and every time he delivered against what's going to be a pretty scrappy ass Thunder team. Right. Um, So I just thought this was a big win. This is a this is going to be a really huge season. I think this is going to be the first season where people be like, wow, Donovan Mitchell has arrived. I'd like to see him get to the free throw line a little bit more. I, I, I see no reason why he shouldn't. He didn't get to the free throw line until the end of this game when it was sort of like, you know, foul him to put him on the line because the game was sort of in hand. But Donovan Mitchell impressed me tonight. You know, I want to give it to Kyrie because 50 is 50 is 50 and it was a good 50. But, you know, he's getting it. The, you know, Cat got that yarn was the claws were out. Carl Anthony Towns, 36 points, 14 rebounds, three, three and three. He played defense. He put the threes up. That's going to get my line of the night every single time. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the athletic podcast network. We debuted so many uh, local pods. We've got uh, tampering. We've got basketball buds. We've got nerdishy wrote real fun shows. Make sure to check those out. Check the team shows out. Don't forget to get notifications of new episodes by clicking follow in the app. We also have them uh, subscribable on uh, Apple podcasts and all the places where you can get podcasts. Thanks for waking up with this. Take your medicine, eat your, Egos, do all that good stuff. Prepare yourself for Thursday night basketball. And Waz, I need to sign off. Man, I'm so happy to be back. NBA season is back. We about to have a hot ding fall. 